1: Hey there, WNBA Nation fans. This is Jason, editor here of the show. Real quick, wanted to orient you guys to what this episode is going to be. Originally, this episode was recorded as a a single stream. However, it ran about two hours. And because it it ran a little bit long and as well, there's just a lot of good discussion. I've decided to cut it into two pieces, one of which is going to be released today on Saturday. And then the other one will be released tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. And really, a lot of the reason why I did that is because, number one, there's just a lot of material in here. So breaking it up kind of allows you to kind of chew on this piece before the piece tomorrow comes. As well as it gives you, a, you know, I, I think a lot of people listening to our show are kind of used to that hour or so time slot. So if you're working this into your daily routine, we don't want to throw that off per se. That said, really great discussion coming. This is our version of the W25, which is going to be announced Sunday afternoon uh, as far as the official league W twenty five. So this is our take on it uh, as hosts, and it's a lot of fun. I can tell you that when they get to eleven through fifteen in today's episode, it's it's definitely there are a couple of players that I kind of got choked up thinking about um, as I was listening to them talk about what they did on and off the court and just the impressive athletes and and generally people that they are. So you're really going to enjoy it. Today is going to be number twenty five through number eleven, so you, you can expect ten through one tomorrow. And uh, we also do some snub talk. So it's going to be a fun episode. And without any further ado, enjoy the show. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, guys, this is Liz Kambay.
2: This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is F-S-S-S-A. Hey, this is Imani Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome back, WNBA Nation listeners. My name is Kyle Haywood and I am so excited for today's episode. It's taken a long time. It's taken a lot of, uh, a lot of discussions, a lot of effort and a lot of math to come up with what we're going to be discussing today on this episode. And I couldn't do it without two of my very best friends in the whole wide world. Let's start off with my main man, Steve Schwartzman. How's it going, Steve? It's
3: clobbering time. Let's do this. I love lists. <laughs> I, I love lists. I'm excited about today. Lists, lists, debates,
2: arguments, rankings. This is our wheelhouse. Arbitrarily, right here. this is how you and I
3: in an order of some kind <laughs> is is life for me. As long as it's not vital in any way, <laughs> as, uh, long as it yeah it has to good, not matter on, for the sake of the goodness of the world. And then oh,
2: one of the first times I I met Steve, we spent uh, a significant portion of a drive all the way to California just ranking things and having discussions on this type of thing. So things <laughs> stuff that you shouldn't be ranking, probably just like
3: rant. <laughs> in my, in my thirties, it means a lot to have friends that I know I could drop into a group chat at any time and just go, Hey, I just really need to know, like, what are your favorite breads? And I knowing <laughs> And all three Logan of you comes guys. comes in hot with a grandma sycamore and yeah, not will just come in with, but like you will take real honest time to stop and truly think. Like for Steve, what are my favorite breads? Like and and you'll take and just that for some reason that gives me the warmest feeling. I don't know what that says about me as a human, but it means a lot.
2: Well. Uh we're going to get plenty of that today. The sure. other host with us tonight is our other good friend and um my uh I was going to say housemate but that sounds weird. Just <laughs> just my friend. Yeah. Kyle Someone who lives in the same house <laughs> I, as me? I, I, Logan. Logan I, uh, Jones everybody. Welcome Logan Jones.
4: <laughs> I am he- I am here.
0: Okay. I am
4: uh I am using the same uh, IP addresses as, as Kyle, we're um, or, or IP bros. Oh, I don't like that either. Um, math
3: is uh, J- Jason. Math is not feel free my to wheelhouse. cut a
2: significant portion
4: of this
3: <laughs> intro <laughs> oh, Please do not as, cut IP I, bros.
4: I was gonna say math is not my wheelhouse, but I I do want to have that bread discussion really soon. Um, I I still think about things that we've talked about all the time. Like I think about ranking bodies of water. Um, we, we talked about once doing a bracket of like favorite pieces of art. Like that's, that's what Hmm. we're talking about here in terms of like, we just three hours of just like, I don't know.
3: I think Loch Ness is overrated. I remember body parts was (laughs) one we wanted to do that we haven't really done yet. Someday,
4: someday we will do the body
3: part bracket. Bodies of water still stands as the most unintent, like the most unintentionally interesting discussion. I've ever yeah. had. It legitimately, it, this is going to sound like I'm a dumb person, but not feeling like a dumb person, just being like, man, there's there's so many bodies of water. There's <laughs> like a lot of them. Well, And like, you know what? There's so there's, many notable ones. There's so
4: many good breads, and that's that's, <laughs> that's what that's intrigues me about the bread discussion. <laughs> the <laughs> only <laughs> other
3: example of that was when we were doing our original show, which the guys from Workaholic stole our title, and we're not going to do anything about it. It's fine. But... Yeah. Um,
2: we were the first ones to have a This is Important
3: podcast. Like, bodies of water, and maybe it's just water stuff that's interesting to me. But I remember Crushed versus Cubed Ice was like a scientific journey that we took for like an episode. That yeah. was just when Kyle and I did the show. That was before Jason and Logan jumped on. And it was like... It was like a weird uh, experience. was my
2: favorite one of my favorite days of my life it's was so that much
3: episode. fun talking about. Ice. <laughs>
4: I can I can feel the energy from all of our awesome listeners right now going, thank goodness you guys talk about basketball on this podcast. <laughs> like thank you for making the switch.
3: But, uh, that's funny because so, we're actually going to raid over to our ice cast stream right after this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: So if you can't tell by now, we are going to be doing our very own W 25 list. So Sunday, the 5th of September, there will be a list of the top 25 WNBA players of all time released. Now, there's a lot of criteria that go into that, and we tried to take some of that criteria into our own, um, into our own evaluation of these players. Um, you know, such as, you know, how they've affected the game, how, first of all, how they played, you know, skill and, and awards, but how they've also affected the game off the court, things like that. So there's a, there's a pretty significant amount of uh, variety. Uh, that you could, you know, as far as how you want to weight these rankings as far as the top 25 players of all time in, in WNBA history. But I think that even though there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of different ways we could have gone with this overall, I was really impressed. We're going to do our, we're going to give our top 25. And just so everybody here knows, 21 of these 25, the three of us all had on our list. Which was really impressive. So this is the most in agreeance we've been on anything. In addition to that, I want to give a, a shout out to a couple of, uh, of really special individuals who helped us out, uh, with this episode tonight. So first of all, I have to give a huge shout out to our very good friend of the show, Rachel Galligan. Absolutely. Um, Rachel also, also sent in her own list to us and we utilized her list in going through and figuring out our top 25 you can find her on twitter at Gal, @rachgall, r-a-c-h-g-a-l-l and honestly if you aren't following rachel galligan at this point then we've probably just failed you as a podcast um
4: that's that's on us that's or on us so we just retweet her so much that you're like i thought i followed her i, I-
2: thought i was following her yeah <laughs> so there you go Um, The other person that we have to give a shout out to is our good friend Hugh Hopkins. Uh, He's actually over in the United Kingdom, but he covers a ton of WNBA. Uh, He he has a lot of WNBA content. You need to find him at the hoops nerd on Twitter. Make sure you're checking uh, him out. Um, Does some work with uh, Slam Online and FIBA, and uh, he has his own thing uh, called Double Clutch UK. Really great stuff. Um, Rachel also, I forgot to mention, she works, uh, with organizations such as Just Women Sports and, uh, D- uh um, has, uh, has her own, um, has her own company that she works f- that she, that she does. That's an international uh, women's basketball scouting service. Um, so she's a fantastic follow. So huge shout out to both Rachel and Hugh. Thank you for helping us out. We took your ranking, your, I shouldn't say your rankings, your lists into consideration as we went through and, and com- uh, compiled the top 25 of, uh, of uh, WNBA players of all time. Um, before we hop into that, Logan, would you mind giving everybody the rundown on how they can get in contact with us and how they can interact with us outside of
4: listening to this podcast right now? Let's do it. You can listen to our podcast on everywhere podcasts are found. We also appreciate five star ratings on platforms that allow that sort of thing. We live stream the podcast recordings at twitch.tv slash WNBA nation. And as a part of that live streaming, you get some exclusive content before and after the episodes that you hear on your pod stream. You can also, especially tonight. Us. <laughs> yeah, especially tonight because <laughs> rankings. You can follow us and should be following us uh, on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. And we have a store envy page. So if you want to get some of the merch, uh, if you're watching right now live, we've, we've got Steve Schwartzman modeling some of the merch for you. Yes. Uh, some of the, some of the cooler items that you can get on there. Looking um, quite dapper tonight. So those are, those are all the ways that you can, uh, support the pod. Please engage in, in all of those different, uh, mediums and, um just join us in the conversation about women's basketball we really appreciate those five-star reviews they're helping us get noticed and, and expanding what we're doing here so thank you for all who have done that already and now i will throw it back to kyle i'm getting more efficient at the the plugs
2: yeah we 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 cruise through that now we it used to take a <laughs> while to get through that I stuff so. but we're getting Rough we're enough. getting pretty quick on it yeah um i uh, i'm ready to hop into the list if you guys are Let's do it. What else do we have? We've to got do? a lot. We have, are, we've do, got a lot to cover.
3: Do we have any pending news? Are the <laughs> are the storm over? Are they cursed? Is it panic time? All that. <laughs> they,
2: they got a W. They were on a little bit of a skid, but they ran into another team that's on more of a skid and got a W. So, um, yeah, they took care of business against the the Liberty. Yeah, so it, everybody super I, I feel like helps so, the storm yeah. when
3: Bree Stewart remembers that she's
2: Bree Stewart. And then yeah, the I, well. I think everybody because I had I dropped Seattle the number 5 in my power rankings everybody's like oh you hate them and like I was uh, apparently the unofficial leader of 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 thinking that Seattle was like terrible all of a sudden that is not the case I still right now would probably put Seattle as my number 1 most likely team to make the finals but uh, yeah so anyway well, that's, that's a discussion for probably next, uh, next week, our next episode when we, when we get into news around the league. But before we get into our official top 25 list, I want to just throw out, I've got four pretty, uh, I've got four snubs that I want to throw out Stubs. or hit them now to, uh,
3: yeah, I'm going to throw the, I'm going to throw the, well, we call them honor. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to start with them, let's call them honorable mentions. Honorable um, yes, mentions. Uh, yes, honorable uh, mentions.
2: That's, that sounds better. Tone. That sounds better. Congratulations. Yeah. You were we'll, a we'll snub.
3: I s- actually wouldn't have minded yeah, that. Yeah. Congratulations. You didn't make it. I wouldn't it. have minded that um, when I was an honorable <laughs> mention in my ninth grade science fair. Just, you're a snub. <laughs>
2: like, thanks. I've got, I've got four honorable mentions right now. Um, and, uh, these all appeared on lists. Uh, provided by uh, either the three of us. I am like, and also, and also uh, Hugh and Rachel. So here's, here's the four that I think we're probably um, the next who I would have listed. This is maybe like our, our 26 through 29, but this is in no particular order. All right. Um, uh, Here's our honorable mentions. Asia Wilson, Delisha Milton Jones, Tisha Penichero and Swin Cash.
4: Oh, Swin Cash didn't make it.
2: Swin, oh. Tisha, Delisha, and Asia. I guess I should uh,
4: mention to our listeners I... Kyle is the only one of us who's seen the master list. Oh, Steven and yes. I have Hold not so seen is, the list.
3: This is a, this is a. I am sincerely shocked about Tisha. I am very shocked. Yes. That is <laughs> wow really teacher, am- if we
2: if we went to if we went to 26 it would either be teacher or asia i yeah. had those are the those are the two that would have been i had r- teacher that were right there in my
3: rankings because anyone who who wasn't on the live and hasn't heard this already i i was very nerdy about building out a, a scoring <laughs> system so i have these point a point system laid out to try and make these arbitrary i had teacher delicia milton jones both like 15, like seventeen and fifteen, respectively. I have them like comfortably on my list. Yeah, significantly. And Tisha, into the who's bush. like just barely, you know, is a couple years removed from me, the all-time assist leader. She has a championship to boot. She has a good n- note of all-star slots. That one surprises me. Swin a little bit doesn't only because of longevity. That would be the, of the sake of the. There's certain numbers that aren't there, but re- name recognition mm-hmm. supports her a lot. Teacher blows me away. I can't believe that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh,
2: I thought all of these all the all these were really interesting. Um Asia is the only MVP winner to not make the list, which I thought was really interesting. Let me let me but jump in there. But because she's so new, I yeah. guess that makes the let most sense. Let me jump in
4: there on Asia cuz that's I don't want to get super in the weeds on, on this cuz we have 25 to go, but I'm curious where specifically you guys had her because she was my first one out. Like I had my top twenty-five, I, and then my first snub out was
3: Asian. My, she my was, first criteria oh, was hard, ahead, she was hardly even under consideration for me. It, she's just too young. Uh, mm-hmm. That like, it's weird because like if, the, if if maybe maybe I could see I could be talked in like top thirty, but I think I started compiling like my my points with, her, and I just kind of I just don't see it happen. Like I have some currents who are still under like ten, under seven, you know, years in. That I still I right. have on my list, but I Asia just isn't quite there. Like yeah. she, she too. Yeah. Pers- yeah.
4: Personally, I was really curious what everyone was going to do with not just current players in the league, but younger current players in the league. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I think we all pretty much took the same approach. If you if you really could pick like weird.
3: one under five season player, because I want to say Stewie's officially at that five year point. Like if, if you get a pick yeah. like one Asia's it. Like it's uh, but for sure. Since I made it pretty arbitrary, I, I knew I couldn't fit that in. I but.
2: I had Asia on my list. Um, what I did is I figured that if you've won the MVP award, you should be in the top twenty-five uh, discussion. So I I I wanted to make sure that all of the MVPs mm-hmm. were getting some sort of of recognition, and so for that reason, I had Asia uh, on my list. Uh, so yeah, that. Now- yeah, so that, that's where I had her. If
3: if we walk out of this season and Asia Wilson is a Finals MVP and walks out of this season with the championship, I'm very willing easily to resurface this. Yeah, easily
2: yeah. bumps her into into the yeah. top 25.
4: I'm not I'm not like upset that she didn't crack the top 25. But I the reason we're having this episode is because the WNBA is going to release their list in a couple of days, and I assume it's going to be light on active players. I'm assuming it's going to be more paying homage to Man. former players. Um, so I, I was wondering how you guys were going to approach
3: that. <laughs> I keep yeah. harping so on this, but Ticha's second in assists and steals all time. I'm yes, I'm dumbfounded. Right, I don't know why this freak this yeah. freaks me out so much. Ticha
2: was my 27. If uh, yeah, she I, was she was very close, very close. And if I would have had her in my top 25, she would have made the top 25. So she was two spots off on my list for making it. So. I might
3: end up bitterly making my own side list as we go off names of like, here's all the players <laughs> that I would have ranked above, ranked below teach. I'm just amazed by that. That's, I'm like, yeah. for some reason that I'm like freaked out. Like, what am I thinking <laughs> that other people apparently aren't thinking? So
2: all right. no. I, I, I so, and that is the case with a, with a couple of players, uh even that have made the list here, so let's hop into uh ranks twenty five down to twenty one I'm going to read this list uh starting at number twenty five and working down so um just so everybody knows the three of us ranked our picks one through twenty five as far as who we thought was probably the top uh seeds to get that vote for the goat award. Um, which everybody will be able to start voting on once the W25 official list is released on Sunday. Um, and so this was, that was kind of our idea. Now, our, our two, uh, other, um, I guess honorary hosts, Rachel and Hugh, both didn't do a rankings on theirs. We didn't ask them to. Uh, we just wanted to utilize who they included as far as, uh, on their list to help us with, um, you know, if we had like a tiebreaker, for example, or if we, you know, if we were seeing who would make the list or not. So here's 25 through 21. Number 25, Neko Gumake. Number 24, Brittany Greiner. Number 23, Candice Dupree. Number 22, Tina Charles. And number 21, Becky Hammond. Thoughts? What do you think? Steve, let's start with you. What's your initial gut reaction to 21 through 25?
3: NECA makes some sense. I, I don't have NECA on my list. I don't have Griner on my list. Um, Do I have – I know I have Dupree somewhere. Yeah, I have Dupree at like 13. You've got
2: Dupree pretty high. Yeah, yeah. you've got Dupree well, pretty she's high. A, she's been in the she, league for a long she's time.
3: A, she's fourth all-time in scoring. That really helps your case. Yeah. Um, She had a title to back up some of those numbers. Charles, I have really high Be- I know Becky I have in there, but not as high as some may have. Um, I I'll say it right now because the teacher thing bugs me. I-, I I I don't let Griner on this list if Teacher's not on the list, personally. Hmm. That's probably the only one that I go. She has a couple defensive player of the year nods, but if you go if you're talking about players and their entire history, especially because there are a lot of players that are in that seven to 10 year range right now that are under heavy consideration that would also make this list. That's one that I go, she's the one who's underachieved probably the most, to be completely honest. Right. And I wonder if her uptick in performance this season has helped her stake a little bit. Um, it could, could be, could so be some reason that she's been playing really well. NECA, I, I can, you know, go with because she is an MVP. She, you know, I, I think she's someone who I've seen that out of. I only gave myself room for one or two of, of players that have that level of current, you know, outside of players who played 15, 16, 17 years who are still in the league. Right. Uh, like a super D those deep, those, Tarassi, those yeah, mid-level type Dupree. players. I only gave myself a couple of slots. And so I didn't give one to NECA, but I can get that pick. I,
2: yeah, I think the NECA, I think the NECA, um, Reasoning at least for me, I have NECA really high on on my list. She was the only one who made the top twenty-five that um didn't have at least two of the three of us, uh including her. Rachel and Hugh both had her Oh but that's I think right,
4: because we we had to run like kind of a tiebreaker to get our Yeah, 25. we
2: we ran a yeah. tiebreaker just to get the twenty fifth one in because at that point we had run out of any players that um at least two of us hosts were on, and so Rachel and Hugh ran the tiebreaker there. Um, and NECA, they both had NECA on their list. So that's why she made it. I think it's because, I mean, she's been the, um, uh, the players association president and kind of helped usher in, you know, the new CBA, um, and has, has done a phenomenal job leading the, the player force, um, as well as winning an MVP and a couple titles. I think that, I think that that probably helps her case. Um, uh, to to get on, but I understand where she's still a current player, that, that's, and maybe on and maybe on the court hasn't done as much as a lot of the other players on this. List.
3: Yeah, that's where I that's I just haven't because in almost any other discussion, I totally welcome that mindset. To me, I ha- this this list kind of has to be about, but what did you do on the court type of thing? Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. She's an MVP. She has a title to boot. She has a phenomenal moment uh, that capitalized that championship as well, which I think moments on the court help you in a lot of cases. So that's a big thing in her case as well. Uh, I just probably, like, if I if I went back and looked at my list, I could see her, like, 27, 28. I would just need right. a little. And a lot of it could be performance-wise since that MVP season. I don't know. That I've seen enough to go, yes, absolutely. Now if people want to say her performance given the degree of difficulty of dealing with being a, a player's union president, I do get that. I, like I, I just totally get that. Um That's, you know, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. And I, I think like you saying that you had her really high in your list is really intriguing to me. Cause I, like she didn't get a lot of thought with me at all, which is interesting. Hmm.
4: There is a, uh... There, I didn't have her on my list, but I, I there is some like it's weird to go to her to go to bat for her because I didn't put her on my top twenty-five. And if you ask me straight up, even after this discussion, like is she had like top twenty-five all-time player, I'd feel like I don't feel like she is. Yes, yeah, but, but statistically, I, I get that. She, she's number fifteen all-time in career win shares. Number fourteen is Maya Moore. Like she's hmm. in good company statistically with what she's done uh. on the floor. It just doesn't feel. Like and like, that's only one stat. That's not everything. But like, it, it, like she she definitely has put her name alongside a lot of a lot of legendary players with her play. It just I don't know if I need to re rethink my mindset on her or not. It just I, obviously we're we're discussing this because this is like the the last one in. Right. We right. talked about snubs the first time. I was going to say,
2: yeah, we but... haven't mentioned Tina Charles or Becky Hammond, you know, but it's yeah, um, because I, all of us kind of had those ones. Yeah. I'll so. give
4: you quick, quick takes on the rest. Becky Hammond and, and Brittany Griner are within one spot of where I had them on my personal list. Um, Candace Dupree, I didn't have in, but like, I have no problem with her being in. I think she probably deserves to be in. And 23 is like about right. So like, I, I think the rest of the list makes a ton of sense. Necca is the only one that like Steve, it kind of like, Something doesn't jive when I think of her name alongside a lot of the other names on this list. But she's. I I don't know. I don't know how she's got her her name above like Brunson, Penny Taylor, Katie Douglas, Duana Bonner, Becky Hammond. Like she's above a lot of players.
3: Yeah. Becky Hammond Um, breaks top 20 in steals, assists, and points. She's sixth overall in assists. Um, mm, The only thing that hurts Becky Hammond's stock, she's probably the from start, finish career, the highest profile player to not have a title. And yeah. If yeah. you're going to choose anyone else on that list, it's going to be a, a, a Liberty ledge, you know, like a witherspoon or someone like that. And so that's the one thing that hurt her potential stock. So, so that's why she squeaked in with me. But I think if she was able to pull in hardware, it would have helped her case. But I think that made a lot of sense. Like Becky's was one. I don't even put recency into that. Yeah. A lot of people might, um, but that wasn't right. even a thing with me. Um Tina was 11th on my list. I uh, she's Tina Charles Tina, is a legend if, that if people l- just have decided to stop talking about. Like so, it's it's weird. So
2: for this if if Logan would have had Tina in her in his top 25 at all, Tina would have probably been maybe in the top 15. Because Steven and I both had Tina like really high and Rachel and Hugh both included her. So if if Logan would have had Tina, I think that she would have been maybe really high. And so she was the first one. So I we ranked these. All right. If all three of us had a consensus that they
3: made the list, they were the first 21 picks. And 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 then Tina makes it next at 22. Yeah, I mean, because when you go up and down, you know, all the non-win share things, right? It's seventh in points, third in rebounds. She has a rookie of the year to boot. She is an MVP, eight all-star bids. But we just got to talk about Hammond. The one big thing that Tina's got. She doesn't have hardware. Like she, she doesn't have a title. In yeah. fact, she she's yeah. go, she played for like the three famous teams to seemingly not have a title <laughs> until she. Well, she joined yeah. the Mystics post title, but she went to you know right. she was in Connecticut and she was in New York and and so she you know that's like the one thing that if she had a ring or two, I think it yeah elevates. Tina her Charles, much I think, is actually in a much different discussion than she's in right now. I think there are a lot of people yeah, that I'd put agree. her. Maybe not in the elite elite, but that secondary elite list of players we talk about, Tina Charles is comfortably nestled in there. Um, Right. And, yeah, I mean, obviously UConn fans are pissed off. I don't have her, like, six or something. But, like, it's, yeah, I think it's makes sense. That one's good. I just, but I got to get over this teacher thing. This thing's just, like distracting <laughs> uh, people need to watch your highlights had, you need to go find all highlights yeah. on youtube anyone, Teaches, anyone yeah, who Teaches thinks amazing. that's a worthy snub get on youtube watch her stuff <laughs> she's the best
2: no I'm it's over it. it's yeah I, I i agree let's hop in i i think i i knew that we were going to take some time because this was like who got in now these next five that i'm going to read off all of us agreed that they should make the top 25 every one of these we all three agreed that they should make the top 25. So I think this may not take as much time, but I I do want to hear your thoughts on 20 through 16 here. So number 20, Simone Augustus. Number 19, Cappy Pondexter. Number 18, Rebecca Brunson. Number 17, Katie Smith.
4: And number 16, Brianna Stewart. I was wondering where Stewie was going to show up.
2: Yeah, I, I I thought that she might crack that top twenty. Um, I think it's I think it's I think it's a good spot. I, I'm glad that she made it in this group, if that makes sense. I I think that she's more than maybe more than just squeaking in, but I I don't think she's should be like a top ten at this, this point. This hilarious.
3: You know? My twenty four through twenty two, my yeah, my twenty four through twenty two are Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson, and Bree Stewart. Like, for some reason... <laughs> they're all up in there. Y'all zeroed in on this weird part of my list. But, like, I have Cappy a lot higher than some of these players, which I feel like if I went with my gut instead of trying to compile, like, accolades, I actually probably... I could see Brie a bit higher, and I could see Brunson a mm-hmm. lot higher.
2: Um. Yeah Brunson, yeah, Brunson was an interesting one um, because... Uh, Steve and I each had Brunson at 23 and Logan had Brunson up at 15. Um, but mm. I could like looking back, I, I'm looking back at this going, I probably should have bumped Brunson a little bit. You know, I, th- I think I could have, I could have made an argument that Brunson was top 20.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's yeah. kind of where well, I, I sit with that one. That's the one that I looking back, I'm like, yeah, I could maybe make that argument, but I'm going to stick with my guns. This, Logan, what are you saying? This thoughts? is a
4: this is a really solid grouping here because while none of them are exactly where I have them ranked, they're all like like I have no disagreements here. My one of my biggest questions coming into this list was where we were all gonna have Bree Stewart, who I think we would still consider to be early to mid career. Like she's still got plenty of years ahead of her. Um and so you know. I I don't think any of us probably had her in the top five or top 10, but as soon as we started getting around top 15, top 20, I figured she'd start popping up. I had her at 17. She came up, she comes in here at 16. So obviously I've got no problems with that. Um, and we all expect her to continue to kind of climb. I have her 22nd and and I don't like
3: having her there. Like I, I I was trying to find a way to justify her higher and Hmm. I don't like, I, there are two players that I went as soon as I saw that, I went the numbers. Like when I start giving number tr- attributions to all time numbers and to awards and championships, if these two players don't fit and make it, in, like I'm going to find a way to get them in. Cause those make sense. And she was one of them. It was like, that's mm-hmm. she makes the list. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else to say as far as that's, you know, considered, I think, gosh, dang it. Like, that that <laughs> core for Minnesota squad. Yeah. Um yeah. Man. The
2: Simone Augustus. Yeah, Simone Augustus, Brunson.
3: I have so many weird thoughts in my head of like, are they? Like, they are, but are they? Because I have this weird thing of like, it's that like some greater than, or like the, the whole greater than some parts. Like they all, you want to talk about just a phenomenal basketball team that I'm now appreciating more than even I did in real time. That was yeah. four or five, pl- they all turned each other into some of the greatest of all time. Like, that's, that's a good story. As much as, if you were yeah, not, yeah. A, if you were a, a Lynx hater at the time, and that's fine, great teams have haters, that's awesome. Um, like, it, it's kind of cool to see that much lift happening, but like, man, did,
2: well, that's did what's that awesome throw so is- much
3: wrench into my list of being like, <laughs> yeah. One of the- am I, am I individualizing them as a great player, or is it because I've watched them on a great team? Like,
2: yeah, they all locked down like several championships together. Yeah. <clears> and I think that's a big that that weighs a lot. If you've got multiple titles, that's going to help you and that f- those four pretty much went four, you know, four titles together. And so we've got like that that links Core 4 all made the top 25. I'm sure yeah. in the I, early
3: 2000s there's someone at lunch with a friend that's like, "No, I'm telling you, I've thought about it, and Janet Arcane might be the best of all time. Like I really think if you break it, you know, because they're just thinking of all the (laughs) comets players and they're like, I think that's it's an interesting case. And I like any status they have, I'm not questioning. It's just a really interesting thing. Like
4: Yeah, we haven't touched on all those names yet, but I I try to be really protective of my top ten specifically. As like I'm gonna get my top ten right, and then I'll I'll be a little more loosey goosey with the rest of my list. And it's hard when you're like, oh, I have one of those four players in my top 10. But they kind of are a package deal. Like, like how do you have one at 10 and one at 20 when it's like, they won four titles? Like, I don't know. Anyway, I, that's that's another one of those questions I came into this list with. I
3: mean, I, was like, I wonder where we're going to have those those players. Because they have enough hardware. Simone and Brunson are within a point of each other on my list right now. Like, they're just, like, yeah. they're mm-hmm. a part of that. And then, like, with, you know, like, other Players that we'll hit in a minute, I'm sure, like are a couple spots ahead. Steve and
2: I, Steve and I, ranked Brunson and Augustus the exact same. Yeah, we each had them. We each had them at the exact same
3: ranking. I like to call them in my head. I call them the Bash Sisters, like (laughs) like the Bash Brothers and Mighty Ducks. That's just like that's like I don't know. I I just feel they always come together as a unit to me. That's weird. I know that's weird, but I just. (laughs)
4: What Yeah, what I like about these five, so what is that Simone, Cappy, Brunson, Katie Smith, who we didn't talk about, and Bree Stewart, I, I like them there because they're all players that I have around there, but yeah. a lot of the players that I had 16 through 20, you guys are going to have like 10 through 15, and so right now I'm like, oh, our list is really good, but when you read off these next five names, I'm going to be like, too high, too high. Like, <laughs> so we'll see what
2: happens. So let let's get into that next yeah, group of five I, here. This is our last. I, I this do is have our... to say
3: really quick on the Katie Smith piece. Um, snubbing Swin Cash makes the Katie Smith spot really interesting because it mm. opens up this weird "Who were the Detroit Shock" discussion, like who, right. Who was that team? And I, it just makes it really interesting to me because I think, like. That is the. I, I'm so excited. to When I finally decide I'm going to sit down and actually figure out how to do the Detroit Shock W history, I'm so freaking excited because that's just a <laughs> in such an interesting roster. Of like, who was that team though? Like,
0: who? who I'm, a, yeah. I'm
3: excusing. Ex, I'm excusing myself from
4: having to answer that question because I had both of them on my list. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I all swing of them. Swin, yeah.
3: Swin was literally by numbers my 26. Like, boom, like. One more yeah. point. She's probably she was in. just outside my top um, twenty five as well. And but Katie Smith, it was just I think a lot of it is she's she was a prolific scorer yeah. and she was a very frequent at also like she just you know she held a lot of those pieces together. Um, if she was just a slightly better rebounder, she'd be even higher in my list. But it was it wasn't quite there
4: anyway. And she I, played so many. How many seasons did she play? Did she played fourteen seasons. Quite a few. And she was an all-star seven times. Yeah, she. I mean, and she bounced around towards the end of her career. She was on a couple of different teams. But, yeah, she was just really consistent.
2: All right, let's head into uh, our 15 through 11. After this, we'll go individuals. Um, so starting at number 15, Yolanda Griffith. Number Yay. 14. <laughs> number 14, Elena Deladon. Number 13, Taj McWilliams-Franklin. <laughs> number twelve, <laughs> number twelve, Lindsay Whalen, and number eleven, Maya Moore. Yeah, there she is. hit us. Hit us with it. What are your thoughts?
3: Uh, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll say this: I did Taj, not. Baby. I didn't. I'm
3: just so happy. About <laughs> I didn't
2: Taj. expect Taj. Yeah, t- like Taj. Be, like, cause listen to the other names: right? Like Maya Moore, Lindsay Whalen, Elena Deladon, Taj. A lot of like more like casual WNBA fans aren't going to, you know, be as like rec- like aren't going to recognize Taj, but what a career Steve. I know you specifically yeah. looked up a lot of stats with Taj. Um, and Logan and I each, each had her pretty well Taj ranked in our top 25. Nearly
3: cracks top 20 in four of the five key individual statistics all time. She's That's 22nd impressive. in points, ninth in rebounds, 10th in blocks and 11th in steals. Um, that's a, that's that's a
2: strong across the board, all around type six all star
3: appearances. She, yeah, I mean, she is, she's one of those players that I think in real time, like her not being considered a much more standout all time great is probably just a product of who she played around Mm -hmm. and. Like that's the only thing I can even think of. Like, it's... She was a part of that Link Squad in 2011. That's where she got one of her rings. Um, She w- she then moved to the Shock at, like, the last minute and helped them um pull in that 2008 title. And so she may come under people's radars, but, like, it just comes around like, you know, she, she played around a lot of greats, but she was also such a key contributor. So I love that spot totally. Griffith... Might be the most underrated player of I can't believe about this all time, all time. That's the one I wanted to talk about.
4: Yeah. Yes. Um, The this is the first grouping, and granted, she's at fifteen, so it's not like she's being super disrespected. But this is the first player that Kyle's read off that I thought, no, she's a top ten all time player. (laughs) I I have Yolanda Griffith as my number nine all time player. Seven. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. As far as defensive post players go if i'm have if we're having an all-time draft yeah and and i get to pick my post player like prime yep. yolanda griffith is is who i want
3: prime yolanda griffith is top 20 in rebounds blocks and steals she's seven all-star nods two defensive players of the year awards she was a rookie of the year she got the damn monarchs a title <laughs> which <laughs> she, yeah, that deserves she stole <laughs> physically clawed and stole an mvp from prime cynthia cooper Um, like if it honestly, I wonder if it weren't for the fact that we went like four in a row with the comments, two in a row with the, with the sparks. If we're not talking about Griffith in that mix of like, who are the greats? Because it's like at the time, the discussion felt there's like all those comments players. And then there's Lisa Leslie over in LA. And then you have a couple players in New York because New York was always heavily in the mix. And then Griffith was one of the, you know, the three best players in the league at the time didn't really get that note. Finally had an equation that worked in 05. They got a ring and yeah, she's one that like, she might be the most underrated player of all time. Like there's a real discussion there because I agree with, I agree with Logan in that my, my gut brain doesn't say top 10 all the time, but you look at everything on her resume and you go, that's the resume of a top 10 player.
2: Yeah. It, I think it is. <clears throat> But I think also, so here's where I, I had Taj a little bit lower. I had her down at 19. Um, or not, sorry, not Taj, Yolanda, Yolanda Griffith. I had her a little bit lower down at 19. She's at 13 in our overall rankings. Um, and that's only because honestly, everybody else like ahead of her in my rankings has a really like, Yolanda has phenomenal like you you read it and you're like oh man that's what a resume that's the case with a lot of these players and again i'm not i'm not taking any thing away from Yolanda i think that you know very very incredible player but like i think this is this is one that maybe yeah just just maybe some of the other ones some of these other players also have incredible resumes and it's just, it comes down to, well, you know, what's your value? What, what do yeah. you have? So I, I do think if there's a second title, maybe for Sacramento or, you know, I think
4: it's a big um, ask
2: <laughs> if, if, if they, if they had a, another opportunity, maybe, you know, back, I mean, she won the MVP in the third season of the league. Like she's, she's phenomenal. It's a great player. And, it, uh, and here's, yeah, here's 15, what sucks, 15, too. Even though I have her at 1915 overall, like, yeah, I, I can see arguments to have her higher than that.
3: Yeah. And and she might have, she was playing at a pretty high level toward the end of her career. And then in '09 she signed with Indiana. And were, the, from what I'm look, I looked at, there was a ton of buzz at the time because it was going to be her and Tamika Catchings. And then she tore her ACL. Yeah. And she retired. Right. Like two well, seasons she started. Later.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, this is it, Steve just touched on this, but um, She was still playing really well. Like she won, she was all in WNBA defense at age 36. Yeah. But she started her career at age 29. She started late. Yeah. So by the time she signed with Indiana, she was 39. If you get injured at 39, you're not coming back.
3: Yeah. And it was, it was kind of like there was, there was something there. And I wonder if that's part of it is we did, we somehow at that age didn't get everything out of Yolanda we could have. Like there could have been a lot more. And I agree with Kyle's stance of like, I kind of blame Sacramento for that case because they <laughs> you folded have
2: Yolanda Griffith, and he didn't do more. The Monarchs with it.
3: folded four years later. They clearly didn't yeah. give two shits about that organization, even after they won a championship. So that's one side of it. Of she got put in a sour spot, but um, yeah, she's such a what if. Like, there's so much. Mm. There's so much better basketball that we could have gotten out of Yolanda Griffith, but it was. There's yeah, uh, I, I
4: wanted. Oh, there's one other I point I wanted to hit. Um, it sounds like Kyle, you, you might have the same one, but this this is the first time we've run into a player uh, that our group has ranked exactly where I have a rank. I have Maya Moore on the doorstep of a top ten player, number yeah. eleven. Um, if you want to put her in the top ten, I'm not going to like fight you on it. Um, I I think for. <laughs> Like depending on your criteria, you can say I think say she's in the I top think five.
2: Like Maya Moore, I think is the case where it's uh, her numbers overall aren't going to put her top ten. But if you like that that criteria that they're using for the actual W twenty five deal, yeah. like, you know, like off the court type like deal, yeah. Maya Moore was one of those like bigger than basketball type of players while she was in the league and even after now that she's got like she's done so much yeah off the court that i think that's what Here's, kind of boosts it but yeah. if you go strictly numbers it's not there because she didn't play enough you know she she Here's left her, she left yeah. her Here's career the at the at the pinnacle i
3: i contend to say even if with that short of a career the numbers are freaking there Seven, eight years yeah. into the league, she's in the top twenty-five all-time in scoring already. She already has an MVP yeah. to boot. She has four titles under her belt. The only reason she wasn't given more than one Finals MVP was because there were too many people to pull in those MVPs. Just good? look at our top twenty-five <laughs> list, and you'll know what we're talking about. I actually yeah. think that the act like. She already, in her short career, has a resume that 95% of basketball players would salivate for. And honestly, right. putting her at 11 is perfect because I tried to keep off-court stuff out of my discussions unless it was the opposite. It was a player who's off-court right. like, shenanigans. Shenanigans is a bad word for that. But like their off-court choices <laughs> are, are negative to, them, to their character and yeah, were, were right. controversial. That's one thing but I tried to to take them out and just think about the basketball. But this is a case where her at 11 speaks perfectly to just what an important and valuable sacrifice her stepping away was. If you want to talk about what an incredible story it is and how incredible her as a person is, it's the fact that if we happen to see a 2019, 2020 Maya Moore, I think she would be top 10 without so much as a question. If not, Top seven, top five. It wouldn't even be a question. And she was willing to step away from that to step away from sports and mortality in a way. She, the season that she walked away after she just did like the parody of the Jordan wings. Like that's the type of legend that she walked away from because she believed so much in this case. She believed so much in criminal reform. She believed like it, like she believes so much in Jonathan Irons that it it honestly adds to what an amazing story that is, and adds even more adoration I have for Maya Moore as an individual on top of what I already had, which was great in itself. So it's almost like I'm happy she's out of the top ten to simply say because it, simply knowing that to Maya Moore it doesn't even matter. Like right, fine. And I remember watching her at the ESPYs this last year and thinking what a lot of people thought, which was we're probably never going to see her. We may very well never see her play again. And that's fine because. And, and, and couldn't be happier about it. She was the happiest human being in the entire yep. room. I, she you yep. could feel weight off of her shoulders. You could feel relief and it feels so nice, especially at this time of history to see that in somebody and uh, it's so crazy. And I wasn't planning on going on this big of a diatribe. I just like the poeticism of 11 was like, this actually is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree too. I, I think even if you just look at
4: numbers, which I, I didn't consider a lot of the off court stuff in a way, but I did consider kind of the intangible of her name being so closely associated with elite basketball. Because I think there's a handful of players in the WNBA that non like people listening to this podcast are fans of the sport and of the league. You you know who these players are or you're new to the league and you're learning who these players are outside of like the sphere that we we operate in. I think it's players like like probably you're like Griner, Tarazi, maybe Della Don because she's a big Nike athlete. Like there are only a handful of names that people are going to know ahead of Maya Moore. And even then, she's probably like one of the first few that people might be able to. Yeah. And it's because she, like, she was so good while she was in the league that she breached all the misogyny and all the whatever crap people say about women's basketball, and and kind of ascended to like, oh, she's a superstar. And right for 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 this list, I think that matters, even though it's sort of an an intangible like ungradable, unquantifiable quality. It's something that I think the league is going to pay attention to when they release their list.
3: Yeah. This is an interesting stat. If she never plays again, this, this actually technically holds up. If you base it off her playing years and not when she was contracted by the links, I remember hearing, I technically, I think if you go back to when she was 12, I believe she's never gone more than a season of basketball at a level without winning a championship. Yeah, that's from wow. like that's awesome. from like 12 year old league to high school to college to the pros like she found like that is freaking bonkers.
2: Just always won.
3: Yeah, like and it's so, yeah, it's um she's definitely that grab any human on the street. Tell them to, name, you know, do a Billy on the street. Tell them to name five WNBA players. Her name will come up. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. And we didn't, uh, and I think
4: we didn't touch as much on the others, but, um, Deladon r- ringing in number, number 14. Good for her. She's got the hardware now.
2: I was going to say Deladon um, is our first, uh, first player to appear on the list that has won multiple MVPs. Um, she's the first and, uh, just wait until you yeah, see she's the, the rest only one on our list yet. I was yeah. going to say we've got, we've got that more is, coming. Don't
4: worry.
3: That is what put her above Stewie for me. Almost yeah. solely that was she, was, she, has she actually
4: MVP. was she was behind Stewie on my list but now I'm looking at it and I like if you're new to the, the league in the last couple of years you didn't watch the 2019 season if someone brings up Deladon the first thing you should think of is finals MVP with a broken back right
1: like, <laughs> one
3: won the mystics a championship with a broken that back. finals that finals performance because I've going back and watching those games or at least watching highlights of those games she was Possessed. She's like, a freaking was, hero. It was in – it really it, – like, it, it's the type of performance you get choked up watching, and it's like she had to be the human being the most – like, I think every day she just – whatever whatever she prays or vibes that she gives the world to, she just gives her thanks every day for Emma Mieseman for, like, thank you for giving me, like, <laughs> two quarters it, of relief, like <laughs> –
0: I'll tell you what it feels
4: like. And I, I can't speak to her what her actual mentality was. What it felt like was when you watch a player, like when they know that they're done and they're giving you like the last bit they have in the tank and it's like superhuman. That's what it felt like. Now she's had articles written about her where she's like, I'm rehabbing. I want to come back. I still want to play. But in the finals where you're facing your own sort of like careers mortality where you're like, this might be the last time I get here. Yeah. I think she knew, like, I got to, like, we're going to make this count. And she got it out of performance that was legitimately, like, a legendary
3: performance. Yeah, superhuman. And I have to say, even if for limited minutes, even if it's not as as high value for basketball, seeing her back on the court has just been the biggest breath of fresh air. It's just, like, all's right in the world type of feeling. of like It's just yeah, nice to great. see her doing anything... You can tell she's excited. You can tell she's happy to to, to go out there once or twice, even for the for that little run was 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 good. And you wonder with how she was playing in that finals if she kind of knew in the back of her head like it might be a minute before I take the court again because this is beyond yeah. <laughs> it's it was what made that whole uh, like health uh, that fiasco with her her waiver the next season all the more interesting because it pretty obvious. That there were there were yeah. big time issues there, and what she was able to do is you think back to that like I hate even bringing this person up because as human beings they sh- like this person couldn't touch an alandelodon in was being a human, but it's that like Kurt Schilling 'o four pitcher like blood on the ankle yeah. type of like superhuman yeah. like you shouldn't be allowed to it's play. romantic Jordan flu game yeah. it's those type of things that are just like it's insane and so yeah I yeah. love yeah. I I love that Waylon being. One of the higher of that Minnesota crew is is really telling. And I think she represents a part of the game that if you're a diehard basketball fan and a basketball nerd, there's a very romantic part of the game that she like embodies. Many many like yeah, Memphis that's, Grizzlies that's fans are very much uh, romantic <laughs> about the type of player who Lindsay Whalen is. Just like that that just <laughs> that grind level player, and she she turned that into being one of the greats, and so it was pretty cool to see. Like, she, she vibed pretty well with where I had her on my list, um, and I felt yeah, really good cool.
1: All right, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining. As I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a part one, so you're going to get numbers 10 through number one, first thing tomorrow morning. I'm going to have it preloaded so it comes out first thing in the morning, right when you wake up, you should be able to access the show. That being said, thank you so much for listening, and until tomorrow morning, for WB Nation, I'm Jason Snow, and if the other hosts were here, I'd have them say their names, but we got you next time.